Lord, we draw on your life this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray this morning that the life of heaven would be forefront in our minds, that we'd step past the, the confining form of our thought process, and that we'd actually use our spirits to grab hold of life, life that comes from heaven, life everlasting, life that goes on and on and increases and increases. Lord, we call out for life this morning. We long for your life to come this morning. We long for the outpouring of life from heaven this morning. God, we reach for you. We say that you have broken the veil between us and the Father, that you have broken down the wall between us and the Father. And we step past that and we say, let there be life. Just like in heaven, let it come to the earth this morning. Use us as a conduit of life. Use us as a transportation method of life from one place to another. God, we long for your life here this morning. We long for the river of life to flow in this place this morning. We reach for you. Let's stand and worship. I feel like there's a process that God has us in, a process of building things on the earth, of establishing on earth things as they are in heaven. And as God improves and increases and strengthens our faith, he, it changes the dynamics of what he can do in this place. Don't pull back, musicians. Don't pull back. Our cry and our prayer is let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And even as we would never move our family into a house that is not finished, that is not furnished, so God, before he creates a habitation, he builds, he builds places he, he accommodates himself. He creates an environment that he can dwell in. And there's a building process. There is, a, there is something like the temple in heaven that has furniture. It has pieces. It has elements that allow for the administration of who God is in heaven. So if God is going to come to the earth as he is in heaven, there must be the construction, the establishing of things on earth as they are in heaven so that his habitation can come to the earth as it is in heaven. And I feel like we are in the midst of a shifting, an upgrade in the furniture, an upgrade in the elements that have been in the room, in the, in the geography of this ground. And there's a, an, another expression, another degree of his presence going to come. But he needs another level of faith and so he's been taking us through a journey that increases our faith, that causes us to shift what we trust in from the visible to the invisible. Sometimes we're looking for a melody that satisfies and entertains us, but there's a sound that pleases his heart. It's the sound of faith. Faith pleases God. Just keep this sound up. What I'm seeing in front of me is this sound... We're so used to the songs being the center of what we're doing, but these sounds are like the tracks 
of a train for a train that are laid out on the ground. And the tracks go and they go and they go. They're not the main issue. They just provide a means for something else to move ahead. And the sound that's being released are like just train tracks with, you know, those cross pieces. Each rhythm is just like a cross piece. And it's, we are navigating, we are entering, we are drawing near to God. And the music is just the vehicle that's creating opportunity. But set your mind on the Lord. See this as you are on a journey. You are drawing near. You are drawing near to God. We're not drawing near to a song. We're using the music to draw near to God. Lord, we long. We long. Come on, if you believe that right now, receive your healing. There's healing in the room. Just believe right now. Touch your body where there's pain. We declare in the name of Jesus that sickness and disease and cancer and arthritis and bursitis and chronic pain to disappear before the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The hills melt like wax before the Lord. Now, let me share some things. This place, and I mean, if you're visiting here, this is more for you, but it's a reminder to us as well. Jesus was unhappy with the temple and what was going on in the temple because he said, my house will be, what, a house of prayer. We fill the church services with everything but Everything but things that are related directly to him. Everything but intercession. Everything but worship. And that's because of the lack of faith that's in the church. we got to do things oriented around us because that's what we understand. But as we were standing here and there was a sound coming forward and we were singing about the river, Yoshi comes up and he says, and he says, you know, I don't think we're in the river said, I think we're at the place, we're at the mouth of the river, we're at the place where the river enters in to creation. And that is the place and the role of intercession. It's, it's this issue, is that there is a reservoir, there is an abundance, there is an eternal flow of life that comes from heaven. It comes from the manifestation of God. It flows in abundance from underneath the throne of God. And as the angels worship and as the tens of thousands and thousands of heaven focus their entire attention, all their affection on him, there is a flow. There is a flow. There is a flow. And it's never ending. It never ends. It just goes and goes, and goes, and it goes, and it's everything that we need on earth. That substance translates into everything you need. But it takes faith to turn that currency into an earth currency. It takes faith to open up the realm, to invite those things into the earth. And there are few on earth that have the faith to orient around that. We want to see something that impacts our physical life, that is 
that's tangible, then it helps us to believe. And we can't engage in this kind of prayer and intercession because we don't believe. And all of our Christian life is looking for something to help me believe. But this isn't that. This is the activity of those who believe. He is enthroned on the flood. He is manifested by those who believe that he is. And out of our innermost being, out of our faith, is flowing the supply that the whole earth needs. And God is saying, I want you to be a conduit church. I want you to be a portal. I want you to be the mouth of the river. I want you to be a place where the sound of the cry of what the nation's needs meets heaven. Out of the abundance, out of the depth of your spirit, whether you know it or not, there has been a groaning and a deep desire Inside of you is that place where heaven and earth meets. Come on, church. Can we be used by God to birth, to labor, to intercede for the nations? There are are things that God is ready to pour out on denominations. There are things that God is ready to pour out upon the Roman Catholics, on the Alliance, on the Baptists. On the unsaved, the heathens, the prostitutes, the homosexual, the pedophile, the demonized, the tormented, the sick. Oh, God, fill the earth. God, break. Break those demonic structures over nations. Break the power of Hinduism, break the idolatry, break the philosophies that steal from men. Release, 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 release. Oh God. We need to realize that when God judged Egypt, he wasn't judging the people He was judging the gods of Egypt. But in judging the gods of Egypt, he ends up judging all who are in covenant with the gods of Egypt. God is coming to judge principalities and powers. God is coming to release an assault, to break the teeth, to smatter and to break into pieces the structures of the kingdom of darkness something that is beyond comprehension for us and yet we are the ones come on don't release don't release don't release like don't pull back we're releasing something that breaks the power of the enemy in this kind of prayer we're getting out of the way and we're releasing the supply of heaven Oh, God, do what we could never do. Release the thunder and the lightning of heaven. Release the sound that causes the earth to shake. Now, there are prayers, there are declarations here in the room. 
and we want to release them, but we're not pulling back on the musical side. We need the strength of that flow. So if you have a declaration and a prayer, it, then you come up and you take the mic and you do it and you release it. So if you have something right now, I know there are people who have something. Just come and release. Come on. The desperation of the people is going to be the thing that causes the wave to come. But we, the church, have been sleeping because we've been waiting and feeling like it's taking too long. And so we need to wake up. We need to wake up and be ready for the wave to come. Otherwise, we're going to be swept up in the wave and it's going to be over our heads. So look to the wave. It's coming. Look to the wave. It's coming. Though the war is won, the battle is still raging. Call out your warriors. Call out your warriors. Choose your weapon. Take your stand. Take your stand. We are storming the beach. People are falling at our right and our left, but we're going to go back. We're going to pick them up because no man will be left behind. No man will be left behind. We will go and we will not fail because our God has already won the war, but we are still fighting the battle. In this room, there are mighty men and mighty women of God who are not recognized in the natural, but who are recognized in the kingdom of God. And you have been listening to lies and Satan has been wrapping you up with lies. And you think that what you do doesn't matter. And you have begun to believe that there is nothing that you can do. And you are not standing up and fighting because you have, you have believed lies. And I speak to you today and I say that you will be released and that you will rise up because we need you and your family needs you and you need to rise up and do battle for your family and for us. And so I say that today, the men and women in this body that are full of lethargy will be full of energy. Those of you who are full of faithlessness will be full of faith because God will release you. Now, everybody in this room has faith. It's not the intelligence of the word. It's not how clever you do it. Sometimes just releasing a groan, just releasing a shout, whatever you can do. But the shout, even just in the shout, there's, there's a release of something. It's that spirit. It's spirit that counts, not, not how poetic you are, not whether you speak intelligently. It's faith. It's faith. We will not be overcome. Okay, faith that is unshakable, faith that stands firm, faith that can see beyond the now. Increase faith in us, O Lord, for we desire that well, all that you have for us. Make us a people who can hear your voice clearly, who can speak your words, who will go where you lead. People who will press into the spirit with your purposes all to fulfill. God, fill the earth with your pleasures. Fill the earth with your light. Fill the earth with your lightning. Fill the earth with your desires. Fill the earth with your pleasures, God. Fill the earth with the abundance that fills you, God. Fill our streets, God, with beauty. 
fill our streets with the manifestation of the knowledge of who you are. We stand in the gap for the great outpouring of this day. And we say, let the gates of heaven be opened. Let the river of life flow. Let your glory come. We declare as the people, as the sons and daughters of the Most High God, we say, let your river flow. Let your river flow. Let your will come and be done in the earth. Come and have your way. We cry out for the river of God. Oh God, release from heaven. Let the mouths of the people release the river of God. Let the mouths of the people release the will of God. Let the mouths of the people release the river of God. Oh, we just declare King of glory. King of glory, come in. Ancient doors be lifted up. Gates be lifted up. We welcome the King of glory. King of glory, come in. Come in, King of glory. Come in, King of glory. All you gates be lifted up. All you gates be lifted up. The King of glory. Arise. Arise and shine for the King of glory. The King of glory. The Queen of glory shall come in. He's coming in. The King of glory. We just say, God, have your way. Have your way in this place, God. Have your way. We may not know where we're going. We may not be able to see what's in front of us. We may only be able to see darkness, but God, we say we trust you. We trust you in our lives. We trust you in this body. We trust you, God. We know that you are good, and we know you're taking us to a good place. So God, have your way. Have your way in this place, God. I declare the mighty torrent of this river. I declare the mighty torrent of this river that sweeps away, that gathers in, that erodes away, that destroys as it go by, destroying evil, breaking down and building up. I declare the torrent of this river that brings life and brings down evil. I declare the torrent of this river that rages, that is flowing through, that is destroying, that is eroding and then building up. I thank you, Lord. Lord, I say that we step out of our cages. We shake off our chains and we take this earth for your glory, oh God. We step out and take this earth for your glory. For you have given it to us to step out. So, Lord, we step out. We step out in faith, oh God. Lord, forgive me where I have only let so much of your river or so much of your light shine through me. Lord, where I am bound up, I pray that you would release me. But... I will move forward. Whatever I do have in me, I will join with all the little trickles that are here. We will cause a rush. We will no longer see, Lord. Let us not see, but let us hear. Let us hear. Increase our faith. Last couple. I say let there be light. Let there be light in our schools. Let there be light in our economy. Let there be light in every corner of our minds, every corner of our hearts. Let there be light. Father, in Jesus' name, would you release an aggression into your body that would see injustice, that would see unrighteousness, and begin to moan and wail, to cry out to God. A holy aggression to come into the spirit of a man, to begin to cry to God and say, Father, your will be done on the earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done in Jesus' name.
So fill our hearts now and overcome in the name of Jesus with the cry, with the roar, with the shout. Come on, lift it up. We contend this morning, Lord. Let's contend together, okay? We contend this morning, Lord, for a people who will walk on streets of gold. We contend for a people who are not waiting for something, but are walking in something. We contend this morning, Lord. We contend this morning, Lord. We grunt and we groan and we say we push in. If we could just leave our flesh behind, if we could just leave our soul behind for a second and just move into something here this morning, just let your spirit move into something this morning. We contend together, Lord. We contend together, Lord. We contend together, Lord. We give ourselves to this, Lord. We say we are going to walk in a place. We are going to move in a place. We say we are a people. We say we are a people. We say we are a people. Now, we're going to shout in a minute. But let me tell you what this is really about. When Jesus was walking through the crowd and somebody needed a miracle, they touched him and out of him flowed power. Out of him flowed the supply of heaven. When people touch you, what comes out? Hello? I mean, this is the essential question that we're dealing with as Christians. What comes out? I'll tell you what comes out, what you have been accustomed to releasing. So we are learning to release spirit in life. That's why Jesus, everything he did was about releasing spirit in life. The words that I speak to you are spirit in life. I'm not sure I could pray with that kind of intensity. That, that style is not me. It's not about style. It's about accessing the deep of God at the sound of his waterfall. There, there's a place where what's coming from God crests into creation, and it is a waterfall. It is a torrent. There's no other way to describe it. When the shadow of Peter, having been trained by Jesus to release spirit, the shadow of Peter touched somebody, boom, power came out. Power came out. Power came out. Power came out. What we are learning is not to... I use my mind to discern how do I pray a prayer with a sufficient authority that it fits in with the culture of this church. That's not what we're trying to do. How do I pray with sufficient passion that I, it seems like I'm doing what Pastor Mark's doing or Steve's doing or others are doing? That's not what we're doing. We are accessing something that is electric. That's why... I have to speak in this kind of tone, not because I'm making myself speak in this. The pressure in my spirit is such that, you know, when, you, when you're filling your tires with the, with the air and there's, uh, you know, 100 PSI behind it and you open it up, it can't come out quietly. It can't come out because behind it is a pressure system. It must come out with this kind of violence because that's the nature of what you're accessing when you push that button. I'm not trying to train you to pray in a particular way. I'm trying to train you to access something that has power. 
so that your life is a constant. So as people touch you, it's it's just that. Wow, there's something. Why is he always like that? Because he's there's something behind him. When you touch him, you touch heaven. When you touch him, you're touching you're touching the kingdom of God. Not people who are you know decided to posture themselves in a way that they think represents God. That's religion. That's powerless. Does this make sense? There is access inside of you to everything that you need and everything the world needs. Everything necessary for life and godliness is provided already. But the the evidence that we're touching it is the amount of power that rests on our lives. And we are touching it with more and more degrees. But what's happening is God is breaking the confidence that you have in praying passionate prayers or in praying violent prayers. No, it's confidence in the life of the Spirit. The flesh profits nothing. And so wherever you are today, you are in the midst of God breaking something on of you in order to access something else inside of you. So, Father, we say in the name of Jesus, we don't want to go to war with principalities and powers in our strength. We don't want to go to war with, with, uh, with demonic powers, with our passionate prayers and our little formulated activities. We want to see you manifested inside of us. Oh, we want to unleash the kingdom of heaven against the principalities and powers in this land. And so we're going to release a shout of faith in as much as you believe, in as much as in you, is in your spirit, a desperation, a groaning, a conviction. And greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Pray in tongues. I'm not going to lead you in this. I want you to just begin to release. And if you're being passive and quiet, I encourage you. Stir up the gift that is inside of you. This atmosphere, it might be making you feel something emotionally, but that's not what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is see that pressure system that's inside of you accessed. And when it starts to open up, it affects the way you move. The reason why people move in this room is because, like the end of a hose that's got a lot of pressure, they just can't hold still. Does that make sense? God, we're tired of religion. We're tired of the strength and chariots of men. We're tired of human prayers. We want to see a manifestation of your power that breaks the control of principalities and powers over this region. We want to see clear heavens. Do we have any last declarations? Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. In Jesus' name be healed. In Jesus' name be healed. In Jesus' name be healed. 
Jesus' name be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed and made whole in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name be free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We release the freedom of God across this county, across this city. The freedom of God, the liberty of God, the healing of God, the power of God. We release it as the river goes out from this place to all the other churches, oh God, to the people of God. Father, we release salvation. We release healing. We release deliverance. We release freedom. Freedom to the captives, oh God. Freedom to the captives, oh God. Freedom. This is not this is not a river that we can navigate. But it's not chaos either. It's taking us where it wants to take us if we'll let it. We have to let go of the oars. We have to let go of the rudder and allow ourselves to be taken but not not by chaos by the Lord. I feel like the Lord is saying, act your age, that we keep looking at where we are in the natural. But the Lord is saying, act your age, act your age, and quit giving yourself so much glory. And look at God and say, God, look what you've done in me. And I stand and I say that I have generations behind me, that I have generations where the Lord has worked. And I say, I will stand and I will act my spiritual age. And I will stand and I will declare the things of the Lord because I'm not 33 in the kingdom, but I am the age that the Lord declares me. And I will not look at the natural, but I will look at the spiritual. And so I say, act your age. Act your age and stop paying attention to where you're at in the natural and stop paying attention to the things you've done. But act your age. Act your age. Awaken yourself. Awaken yourself. Give God glory and stop giving yourself glory. Lord Jesus, come. Lord Jesus, come. I groan, God. And some of you are starting to see it. Rows and rows, columns of angels moving, moving, moving to the sound of the rhythm of heaven, moving into the realm of the earth, an invasion force of angelic powers to create and build a habitation, a place for the majesty of God. Now, let me just say a couple of things. Because this is, this is training to come into something. Sometimes people think I'm an emotional person. I'm telling you, I don't feel anything emotionally. What I feel is the pleasure of God in my spirit that energizes something. And the reason I can do this for an hour and a half, two hours, is not because I'm in great shape. It's obvious. Uh, I am exhausted physically when I get home because the grace that is the catalyst for sustaining this, you know, I come out of that. Now, this is what Paul was trying to say. He said, I worked more than you all. I pray in tongues more than you all. I do all this. Yet not I, but the grace that is in me. The evidence 
they're actually walking in grace is that you win, that you can do it. Oh, Pastor Mark, I, I just can't do this, you know, seek God for an hour. I can watch Star Wars for eight, but <laughs> why can you watch Star Wars for eight? Because emotionally, intellectually, something's being stimulated, and that excitement becomes the catalyst to persevere. Similarly, when you are worshiping God, your spirit is made alive by that connection with God, which stimulates your capacity to continue. You get bored with praying. You get bored with worship. You get bored with those things, unable to sustain them because you're not connecting, or you can only maintain a connection for a very short period of time. It's kind of like when those of you remember the early days of the Internet, you know, trying to download a file that was over a certain, you know, it just... It broke halfway and you had to start all over again. You know, two hours, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, just 99% there, boom, it breaks, it's corrupted, it's no good. Because the connection cannot be sustained. Why we falter in the earth is because we can't sustain that connection. It's easier to maintain a connection with our minds, our emotions based on natural things, so we, that's what we default towards. But that's not what this is about. But it may look like, oh, this is, this is a very excitable church. Yeah, and that's great. And if you want to, you know, have a cathartic moment emotionally, well, that's great. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God will stimulate emotions in you. But the, the, the starting point is not the emotion. The starting point is not what you think. And you trying to be Christian, or you trying to da, 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 it's releasing your spirit. That's the skill. Well, I'm trying to do that, but I can't seem to do that as much as others. Well, there's a what you end up releasing is what you trust or what you do, lean on, what you believe has validity. So then, what some of you are in this process, that's what the dark night of the soul is about. The dark night of the soul is God showing you that the power of your intellect and your emotions is, is just useless, almost. Your mind is a simple neural processor. The volume of knowledge and your capacity to, to, to interact with knowledge in your spirit is a million times, 10 million times what your mind can do. So it's spirit first, spirit first, spirit first. Well, how do I lengthen the cords of that? Well, there's two ways. There are disciplines, you know, coming to prayer, praying for 20 minutes in tongues at a time. Well, I find it really hard. After about five minutes, I want to pray in English because I get all these thoughts and these things. Well, resist that. (laughs) It's like, you know, holding your breath underwater. Go into the spirit deeper. Try and stay there longer without... When the, when the lusts of the mind are crying out to be satiated, say no to them. Right? Say no. I, I need to go back to a place where it's comfortable for my mind. Say no. No, I want to I I stay with the things of the spirit. I want to be able to hear the things of the spirit and not be confounded by that. Well, how do you do that? By connecting, staying connected, and practicing staying under longer. 
Then the second thing is not within your willpower. This is something God is doing. In the larger journey of your life, God is deconstructing things. And your faith, the depth of your faith, determines how, fa how badly he can deconstruct. So if God takes you into frustrating circumstances or you know, delayed promises or all of a sudden you used to experience the presence of God and love worship, now you don't, there's nothing in it for you? That's God's trying to starve and wean you off of rewards in order to shift the experiential base from your feelings or your mind to your spirit. And he does, that takes time. So in those moments, you just say, okay, God, I'm just going to keep coming. And even though I'm not motivated in any way, I'm going to glorify you. Because that's what they did in monarchies, you know. You came before the king. It didn't matter whether you felt like honoring him. You better honor him. Right? What's this thing about feelings? Well, king, I didn't feel like honoring you today. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. You're okay then. You can dishonor me. I was like, off with his head. <laughs> so these things are part of the journey in your life. But right now, God is, and I'm particularly conscious of the fact that God is eroding some things in, uh, in, in some lives here. And we want to just say to God, Lord, you know, you know what you need to do in my life. And I give you permission. And I trust you in the midst because the scripture says, he that has begun a good work in me will complete it. So, uh, trust him. Trust him. Trust his love. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And sometimes we're just like that little baby, you know, that loses sight of his mom. She's like two feet away. She's just moved around out of eyesight. Baby's crying. That's what we're like spiritually. I don't feel you. I'm not sure if God's around me anymore. No, try to believe. Try and extend. How much can you go without feeling him and still believe he's right there? Lengthen the cords of your faith. Which, you know, actually, some of the other denominations do that a lot better than us. Right? Because we're all about experience sometimes in charismatic worlds. And, you know... Sometimes we use a charismatic experience as a justification for unbelief. And God wants to shift that. So, hallelujah. I am a vessel of God. I am the clay. He's the potter. He's making me. He's making you. He is making us in the kind of victorious believers we could never be in and of our own selves. So, Lord, do it in Jesus' name. Uh, God is teaching us to overcome. Paul, I'm going to use you as an example here. Is that all right? There was a time just this morning where worship shifted. There was a sound that shifted. And I was waiting for that sound to shift in Paul. And I went up behind Paul and began to pray for him. And in that moment, he caught something and began to release um, 
what was the word I used? Aggression. So this is interesting because Paul didn't need to change how he played. It wasn't play louder or play more drum or play more cymbal. It was, no, there was an aggression in his spirit that needed to be called to awaken. And I believe that in us, I I heard it from Tammy this morning. Did you guys hear that? There was an aggression that came out through a very feminine voice. But this aggression that I will not let go of God and I will not stand for the enemy stealing from me. And I believe that that aggression is what God is moving into us in our body today to begin to overcome. When we see unrighteousness and when we see injustice to stand and say no. There's something that will rise up inside of our hearts, in our spirits. And it's not this thing of, you know, I'm going to poke at the wind. No, God is filling us and teaching us how to overcome and, and carry authority so that when we stand, the enemy's like, oh, that's one of those overcomers. I'm not going there. What does it mean to be more than an overcomer? What does that mean? It means you're so well known by your enemy that the enemy doesn't even bother showing up. More than an overcomer. So God is doing that in us in these days. And so, Father, we just reach out and say, in the name of Jesus, would you stir a righteous aggression in my heart that would stand for nothing less than the righteousness of Jesus, the justice of God to be manifest in the earth, So every part of me that has become placid and relaxed and just, well, let's see how it goes. Father, break that off in the name of Jesus and cause me to begin to arise, to begin to see as Jesus would see and to declare as Jesus would declare, to truly see that kingdom released. That roar of the lion we call to be released in our midst. In Jesus' name. You know, it was really interesting because right before Steve came up, I I felt to go over and, you know, do something with Paul. (laughs) Uh, And by the way, these have been the best two Sundays, last Sunday and this Sunday, uh, in terms of Paul moving into the spirit. It's a new day for Paul. And uh, just like all of us, we are transitioning into more of him and less of us. But what was interesting is I was so glad because I had felt like there was another level that needed to come. And I particularly, I feel the drums a lot in the spirit. And, and I was going to go over and coach him a bit. Uh, but I thought I, I can't focus on him when I'm, you know, leading the meeting. And then I felt the shift and I turned around and Steve was there. And so the subtlety of, you know, I mean, well, what shift happened is totally in the spirit, but I felt it right away when it happened. And so these things are more tangible than you know. And the more you operate in the spirit, the more it's obvious what those shifts are, when they should come, what they feel like how to enter them. But that's our, that's our journey. But I, I had this picture of us as a church, you know, 
And the picture was that the enemy would come against us like a storm. You know, when storms come, they actually, they carry a certain amount of fury and they waste themselves on the land. You know, they pour themselves out on the land until they're empty. You know, there's expending of energy. And, uh, you know, it's, just, it's no different than two men wrestling. They're expending their energy, trying to overcome. And I saw the enemy coming and wasting himself on us. And to the degree that we had access to spirit, we released that. And we, we were able to go on. We were able to sustain our existence. But we, had a, we, we took hits. I mean, it's, there are casualties in that. But in, in the casualties and in the time afterwards, we have moved into another level of accessing spirit. And then the enemy sees us rising up again, and he comes and he wastes himself on us again. But he needs more this time. And that's the dynamic that's increasing. But here's the beauty. No matter what he can throw out of us, no matter what he can pour out on us, the church that is doing what we're do starting to do, tapping into the resource of heaven, there's just no end. You know, there's just no end. And there comes a threshold, like Steve was saying here, where the enemy just stop. No, I, there's, there's no weapon formed that can prosper here. I, I can't even do anything with these people. I've tried this, and I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. Now, that's, that's who we are collectively. And the enemy, that's happening in a corporate way. But it's also happening in an individual way in your life. The enemy throws something at you. What does it take to ruin your week? Some of us, it's like somebody cutting me off in traffic. It's, you know, dog pooping on my floor. You know, my husband not coming, not meeting my needs, you know, exactly the way he did last week. You know, my wife not being a good cook this week. Is, <laughs> or not cooking the things I want. It should never happen, but anyway, it does. Just kidding. So what, what place... How much warfare can you personally sustain before you're out of the game versus are you an overcomer? See, the more of us, we, we function as a, a collective team. You know, your strength plus mine, plus, 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 plus. What, but it's not when I say your strength, what of the grace of God you can muster through faith. Faith accesses, accesses the resource of heaven. Unbelief accesses your resource, which is finite. Make sense? Unbelief pulls from your strength. Faith pulls from his strength. So how are you doing? If you feel overwhelmed, God is just showing you, yeah, you're drawing from your strength again. You've, you've reached the point of challenges where you're not, you're, it's beyond your strength, and this is just a message for you, you need more grace. Because, I mean, if God is who he says he is, if God is who we say he is, 
What should we be able to do? Anything. Anything. Nothing is impossible to him that believes. So that's, that's the kind of army God is building. And it's great. You think, well, when's the good stuff going to happen? It is. It is happening. What requires faith is the best stuff. Yeah, but I want to see the signs and wonders. That's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. But the signs and wonders are for unbelievers. If, hello, these are. Signs and wonders are for unbelievers because they need that to help them believe. God is trying to make you, train you into a believer. Well, if I believe, shouldn't these signs follow? Yes, absolutely. So, again, then where are you in that journey? But you'll notice, if you look at this, God treats believers and unbelievers very differently. He'll give unbelievers signs and wonders faster than he'll give believers signs and wonders because sometimes he's using that to get them to believe, but he's trying to get us to believe without overt signs. Well, how does he do that? What, does, what proportions should we expect? It's different for each one of us. It's our journey, but it's all good. Are you okay with this? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just say today, um, train our senses to connect to spirit and life. Not only in terms of what's happening in ourselves, but in terms of what's happening around us. When others speak, when others pray, when others minister. God, we want to know What's the difference between me trying to be aggressive and me releasing the aggression of the line of Judah? We want to know that demarcation point. And we want to increasingly stop trying to be strong and just release strength. We've been strong for so long, some of us. It's taken a while. For God to convince you, listen, this is now not how you're meant to live, you being strong. Access strength. I know it's might be, in some ways it's just semantics because it's a hard thing. But if you understand the semantics, they define a point. They define a difference. So Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom and the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just two things uh, kind of have been in my mind as Pastor Mark's been speaking, and one of them is uh, I'm not an, a very aggressive person by nature. Um, I often get kind of labeled the peacekeeper. I've heard it so many times. You know, when there's a battle, here comes that peacekeeper, and it's true. There's, there's a side of me that always wants to uh, bring peace to situations, but I was thinking about something as Mark was talking, and I thought of, you know, if someone ever came to do something to my wife or my kids, I think that peacekeeper side of me would be thrown out the window. There's a side of me that would rise up in defense of my family, and I wouldn't have to think about it. 
And we are in a time and an age where the enemy is waging a war against the people of Christ. And we are meant to wage back, which means we're going to have to get aggressive. Amen? We don't like that, some of us. But I think we're going to have to get over that because we are in a war. You know, the second thing that was going through my mind this morning as the service was going on was, singing about this quite a bit, is uh, the river of life is flowing everywhere. Everywhere. And as a church, we can take you to that river, but we can't actually make you go in it. We as the body of Christ have to willfully jump in that river. And I feel like there's a lot of people who've been in church a long time, but have never jumped in that river. You can do all these things in my name, yet I never knew you. And I feel like Christ is saying it is that season right now that maybe for some of us we need to throw out all that church stuff we've learned throughout the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It doesn't matter. We need to jump into the river. We need a fresh revelation of who Jesus Christ is. I remember probably 10 to 15 years ago, I was praying to God, and, and I just felt like there were some blockages in my life, and God said, well, there is one. There's a big one. You've worshipped church your whole life, and the season for worshipping church is over, and the season for worshipping me is now. And I think for some of us, that season of worshipping church and the structures and all the things that have gone on in church it's time that it comes to an end, and we fully must jump in the river and worship Jesus Christ. And I think you said it. It might not look the way we think it's going to look. It's not chaotic, but it's going to take us where it's going to take us, and we need to be okay with that. Amen? So, Father, right now, we just want to honor you. You are an amazing God. You love us so much. And, Father, we know what's going on around us. And, God, we want to get in the fight. We don't want to just stand here and watch as these things go on around us and do absolutely nothing about it. But, Father, we want to wage war against the enemy. We are in a spiritual battle, God, and we will not remain silent. We will stand to our feet. We will use our voices. And we will declare that you are Lord. Amen.